Hey guys, welcome back. This is Kurt and uh, today we are back with another series and this is going to be a, a short video series on different topics that uh, affect the church, affect the believer and basically are instrumental for us to live a free life. I want to address uh, basically topics that uh, believers struggle with, Christians struggle with, something that, uh, that theology has not been able to address uh, satisfactorily. These are the, the small things that make such a big difference to our lives and uh, they, they can't really be explained with just, you know, just, just scriptures at random. It has to do with uh, where we are placed in our life. If we know the Father, if we understand Jesus, if we have that heart connection, if we have that relationship with God, the relationship with Jesus by the Holy Spirit, we'll be able to understand these things so much more clearly because we know His heart now. When we find our relationship with the Father, we find life because the Father is life. And Jesus brought us to the Father. He said, I am the way, the truth and the life. No one can come to the Father except by me. So we have now come to the Father and that's our life today. Getting to know the Father, getting to know Jesus, that's our life today. And everything else evolves around that. So today I want to talk about a very important topic that uh, most Christians struggle with. Something that I had uh, been struggling with early on in life and uh, I really wanted to know what it was about and I asked the Father about what is this thing about forgiveness. The Bible says that we are new creations. It says, behold, as in look, old things have passed away, all things are new. God wants us to see that all things are new. He wants us to look at the new thing that he has done. And that new thing is us, the new creation. Now, when God says that we are a new creation and that old things have passed away, what he simply means is that the old self, the sinful nature and everything to do with sin has died. That is dealt with on the cross. John the Baptist says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Now, if the Lamb of God came and he took away the sin of the world, that means obviously that the sin of the world has been taken away, dealt with, gone. When we, when we speak of the word repent, it's a Greek word metanoia, which literally translated means change the way you think, change your mind. We've taken this word metanoia or repentance to mean that we ask for forgiveness. And we say, Father, I'm sorry, or to be remorseful, or to, or, or, to, or to be sorrowful about something that we've done. But the word does not say, or mean, or imply sorrow. It does not imply being remorseful. What it does imply is to change the way we think. The only way a person is going to stop doing what he's doing is when he changes the way he thinks. Now, it says in the book of uh, Romans chapter 2 and verse 4, it says, the goodness of God leads us to repentance. Does it mean that the goodness of God leads us to stop sinning? Does it mean that the goodness of God leads us to be remorseful, be sorrowful? Does it mean that the goodness of God causes us to do a U-turn and change everything we're doing? Yes, but it starts with changing the way we think. It changes the way we think about Him so that it changes who we are and what we do. If we don't see Him differently, if we don't change the way we see Him, we will not change what we are doing. He wants us to get to know Him so that what we do gets affected by the relationship. That is what God wants first. 
and everything in our life starts falling in place. Sin is something that is dealt with by Jesus on the cross. It is no longer an issue for God. And whenever Christians, Christian leaders or pastors, whenever they hear something like this, uh, like, you know, sin is dealt with, it's no longer an issue for God, God they, they, they get a little upset because it sounds like as if you're saying that, you know, even though you sin, God is not going to uh, get affected or even though, even if you do something wrong, God is okay with it. Well, it's not about God being okay with it or not okay with it. It's about how are you turning out. Romans chapter 14 verse 23 says, anything that is not faith is sin. So, sin basically is doing something or living your life without having God live it for you or without trusting God or without believing God for everything in your life. That's sin. So, it's very clear in the Garden of Eden, we had Adam and Eve. God said, uh, if you eat of the uh, fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you would surely die. Devil comes along, he says, uh, if you eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge, you will not surely die, you will become like God. Who did they believe? They chose to believe the lie. They believed wrong. That was their sin. That's where their sin originated. It's a different thing that it manifested in them eating of the fruit. It, it resulted in the action of them eating of the fruit. That is the commitment of sin. So the sin actually started when they believed something wrong. They believed the lie. They didn't believe God for what he said. Today we believe Jesus. Today we believe the Father. We believe him for who he is and we live in holiness. Now when it comes to forgiveness again, we are not we are, we, we are not living outside of forgiveness. See, the, the cross 2,000 years ago, a little over 2,000 years ago, the cross ensured a complete forgiveness of every sin from that moment up until now and the future. It's not like forgiveness is going to come in the future. No, Jesus died for us. We got born again in the future. Now, it's not that we got born again in, when, when Jesus uh, died on the cross 2,000 years ago. We are in the future, right? So. Every sin that happened in the future, every sin that uh, any Christian commits now is already forgiven at the cross. Now it's a matter of receiving and walking in that forgiveness. It's just like salvation. Salvation came 2,000 years ago at the cross, the manifestation of salvation. But salvation truly came at the, at the foundation of the world, before the foundation of the world. But it was manifested when Jesus died on the cross for us. And it's the same thing with mercy, it's the same thing with goodness, it's the same thing with healing and forgiveness and everything else that we are supposed to be and called to be walking in today. So today what we are living in is forgiveness. We are living in forgiveness. Now the question is do we receive and do we walk in it, do we live in it? It's just like healing. Healing is available, salvation is available, prosperity is available, victory is available, success is available. Joy is available. Everything that Jesus died for has been made available to us. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Now the heavenly places is where we dwell. It's where we are living. Because it says in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 1, that if you were raised with Christ, set your mind on things above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of the Father. And not on the things of the earth, because you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. We are now in the Father. Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 6 it says that we have been raised together with Christ and seated together with Christ at the right hand of the Father. Today we are with Jesus. We are in Jesus. We are not 
earthly citizens anymore. The Bible says in Philippians chapter 3, verse 20, that we are citizens of the kingdom of heaven. It changes every perspective of how we live. If we still see ourselves as earthly beings, as, as, as earthly citizens, as people who are of, the, of this world, then we will start living like people of this world. If we see ourselves as the old man trying to become like the new man, then we will still see ourselves as sinful people who require forgiveness. But everything has been given to us and all we need to do is actually walk in it. What Jesus has given us is a complete work. He said it is finished. What is finished? Everything is finished. Everything that was necessary to bring us into the right hand of the Father, in Him, in Jesus, is finished. Today we are seated in Jesus at the right hand of the Father, a place of authority, a place of power, a place of completion. Colossians chapter 2 verse 10 says so. We have already been forgiven at the cross 2,000 years ago. You know, most of the misunderstanding actually comes from a place where we are not rightly dividing the word. And uh, it's so key, it's so important that we rightly divide the word. Discern how we are supposed to read the word. And um, just, just so you know, we, I made a video earlier of uh, rightly dividing the word and how to read your Bible. I'll put the link in the description below, you can check it out. Most of the confusion actually comes from people reading portion of scripture that does not apply to them, that does that is not actually spoken to them. Like for example, in uh, in the Gospel of Mark, let me read it out to you. It says in Mark chapter 11, verse 25, it says, And when you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your Father, which is in heaven, forgive you your trespasses. Now, who is he actually speaking to? And when did he say this? Firstly, he said it before he actually forgave the whole world. Now, he was speaking to Jews and he was speaking to covenant people who were supposed to receive forgiveness based on their performance. He was going to go to the cross and after he went to the cross, the language changed. If you see in Colossians chapter 3 and verse 13, it says, Forgiving one another, forbearing with one another, if any man has any quarrel against anyone, even as Christ Jesus forgave you, so you do also. So you see how it changed from you forgive so that you can be forgiven to you are forgiven, so you forgive. So God has forgiven us. So now because he has forgiven us, we know that, okay, fine. It's like I'm forgiven. I'm blessed. I have everything so I can give. It's not that in the old, uh, how it was in the Old Testament, you give in order to receive. Today it is you have everything. So you give. That is the principle that even Paul spoke about. We have, so we give. Not we give to receive. And with forgiveness, we are not giving. We are not forgiving people in order to be forgiven by the Father. We are forgiven. That is why we forgive. It says so in so many other scriptures, like in Ephesians chapter 4 and verse 32. It says, And be kind to one another, be tender-hearted, forgiving everyone, even as God, for Christ's sake, has forgiven you. And it says in Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7, In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. It's, it's so amazing that God has actually given us everything and we stand in that complete place. We stand in the place of having everything so that from this place of having everything, we give. We have everything, so we give. This is our life today. It's changed. Everything has changed. The new man is complete in the spirit. We are in the Spirit, we are one with the Spirit, we are one with Jesus. He gave His life for us. He took our place 
to live our life in the completion of who he is so today we are we are one with him and we have all that he has we are co-heirs with him we are joint heirs with him and we have all that he has. we are living the complete life today the, the, another confusion that people have is that uh, because it says in 1 john about how uh, we need to ask for forgiveness now let me get let me tell you something it's not about it's not it's not wrong to ask for forgiveness you can ask for forgiveness in fact it's it's it's, it's part of your relationship if you if you if you like so if you feel that you need to ask for forgiveness or you need to uh, be sorrowful or you feel sorrowful there's nothing wrong with that it's it's your heart with god it's your it's, it's your relationship with god and no one can tell you about how you need to live your life but asking forgiveness is something that you do not need to do because if you read one john let me just read it out to you in 1 John, firstly, let's understand that 1 John is written to a mixed audience. In other words, he's, he's speaking to believers and he's speaking to unbelievers alike. So if you see the, if you see the first letter of John and, he, and the way he starts off his episode, he says, That which was from the beginning, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness and show it unto you the eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. That which we have seen and heard, that we declare unto you. And you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son Jesus Christ. Identify the language. See who he's speaking to. He's in, in, the, in the first chapter, he's talking to people who are not saved. So he, here he is actually giving them the gospel. And he says, we have seen the Father, we know Jesus, he came into this world and the Father manifested eternal life through Jesus and that is what we are declaring unto you. And we are declaring it unto you so that you may have fellowship with us, just as we are having fellowship with the Father. And these things we also write unto you so that your joy may be full. This then is the message which we have heard of him and we are declaring unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we are lying and we do not the truth. Now, what he is saying is that if you're saying that you haven't sinned and that you're, you're, you're trying to live a life based on your righteousness and your good works, in other words, self-righteousness, then you're not in the truth. It says, but if you walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins, and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Romans chapter 3 verse 23 says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Yet people say that, you know, I've not done anything wrong. I'm living a very holy life. I'm living a very uh, perfect life. I'm doing my good things. I'm, I'm giving charity. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm right with God. I'm, you know, it's like we are, we, are, we are trying to come to God with what we have done. And salvation is not about what we have done. Salvation is about what Jesus has done, as you know. So the first chapter of the book of John is actually talking about People who need to confess that they are sinners in order to receive salvation. 
So it's not talking about the believer having to speak and declare and talk about all the sins that he has done and confess his sins in order to be forgiven of it. It's talking about the salvation of new believers. And further on as he goes, he starts talking to the believers in the churches. But if you see the first chapter, he's actually talking, he's actually preaching the gospel to that church in which were sitting many people who were self-righteous and trying to get to God with their own works, with their own performance and based on their own good deeds. And that is who he was addressing when he spoke about the forgiveness, asking forgiveness for sin. So most of these things actually cause uh, confusion when uh, it comes to uh, when it comes to uh, you know uh, when it comes to believers and when it comes to you know uh, asking for for forgiveness and all these things. Let's understand that we are in everything. We are in the finished work today, as new creations, as the new man. Another scripture that has caused so much confusion in the body of Christ just by misunderstanding is, uh, is in Mark and uh, the scripture that talks about the unpardonable sin, about how blasphemy against the Holy Spirit is like uh, will not be forgiven and so many people have actually succumbed to it and been hit by the scripture and have gone into depression and sorrow because of, uh, because of just a bad misunderstanding. And it's really sad because it's like the scripture is so clear when it says, uh, when it explains. Let me read it out to you. It says in Mark chapter 3. Verily I say unto you, in verse 28, it says, Verily I say unto you, all sins shall be forgiven unto the sons of men, and all the blasphemies that they shall blaspheme with. But he that blasphemes against the Holy Ghost will not be forgiven, but is in danger of eternal damnation. Now, firstly, we are sons. The Bible says in John chapter 1 verse 12, to those who believe in him, he gave the right to become sons of God. Sons of God, sons of man. Uh, in Mark 3.28 it says, Verily I say, uh, say unto you, all sins shall be forgiven unto the sons of men. In other words, this is before a person gets born again. But what it says over here is that every sin will be forgiven the son of man, the son of men. We are not the sons of men anymore, we are the sons of God because we believe Jesus. Every sin will be forgiven the sons of men except blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. Those who choose to ride on, to sin, to, to, to blaspheme the Holy Spirit before they get born again and are persistent in it. Now, now let's understand, God is merciful, God is gracious. This scripture is speaking to people who are not born again. It is not speaking to the sons of God, it is not speaking to the, son, uh, to, the, to the sons who have been made sons by Jesus Christ. It is not speaking to us, it is not speaking to the believer. It is not speaking to those who are born again. So for you and I, there is no such thing as an unpardonable sin simply because we are in the abundance of life. We are in eternal life. The new man cannot become the old man again. The new man is born again. In other words, you cannot die. There is no death for the new man. You are in eternal life, eternal life. In other words, life that has no end, life that has no death in it. So there is no death for sons who are living in eternal life. Whenever there's something in your heart that you are really concerned about or you do not understand, the first person I would recommend you to ask is your father in heaven. Ask the father. He wants to reveal everything to you. He wants to reveal his heart to you. He is everything. He wants to reveal everything to us by His Holy Spirit. That's why He's given us the Holy Spirit. Spending time in a relationship with Him and having a relationship with Him is the most amazing thing you will ever experience because He will open Himself up to you. 
All these things are just superficial misunderstandings that we have where we are reading the Bible and then we are trying to understand it with our mental faculties and we are trying to get an understanding of a spiritual God with our brain. Our brain is a physical brain. It cannot wrap itself around a spiritual God who is so vast and eternal. The only understanding we are going to get about God is the understanding and the revelation that comes through His Spirit. And that is so amazing when it comes to relationship. It's not that God doesn't want us want to reveal Himself outside of relationship. He does. He wants us to get to know Him. But the revelation that comes through relationship has so much more joy in it. There's so much more peace. It, it's, it's the love that causes you to draw closer and closer to the Father. His love. And it's eternal. It's an unconditional agape love. So get with the Father and ask Him your heart. Ask Him whatever things that are on your heart, whatever you're struggling with, anything that you want to know. Googling is not going to give you things that the Father wants to reveal to you from His heart to yours. Google does not have all the answers. God does. God is the answer. Jesus is the answer. God gave us Jesus just so that we can have the answer to everything our life is about. And we are now one with the Holy Spirit, so we have the mind of Christ. It's amazing how our perspective changes when we come into the Father, when we come into Jesus. And God wants to share His heart with us. So get with the Father, get into a relationship with Him. Ask Him everything that you need to know. If you're struggling with something, ask Him. Ask the Father and He will reveal it to you. He wants to. I'll see you guys in the next video and uh, don't forget to subscribe, uh, click the button down there, there are more videos coming up and uh, hit the like button if you really like this video and if you feel that this video has blessed you in any way, spread the word, spread the love, share this message with as many people as you can, all those who would like revelation or would like to understand God in a better way. So get with the Father. Amen. I'll see you guys. Bye.